thought, this is something, right? This is something to be discussed because a sisterhood, why didn't she, if she was really like in the sisterhood, she would have said to me when she picked me up, maybe you should put on a little bit more clothes or something. I don't know. And respectability politics. Why the fuck should she be caring that I, I have a sliver of like my stomach out and show my legs? This to me has been fascinating. Like in the beginning, when I, I said to you, I want to talk about sisterhood because I think right. sometimes we, the, what brought that on for me was our episode about don't read the comments, which by the way, I think is like my favorite episode. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The and then I thought, okay, then I'm walk, and then you know had this episode with my my with my sister-in-law where I asked her if I could use her scale, and then when I asked her about how many pounds should I take off from my clothes? She's, well, you dress so skimpy. And I'm like, wait a minute. For the first time in this entire trip, my cleavage was not showing because I can't help it that these sports bras always have my cleavage out. Yeah, well, they do. They do. Of course they do. But I mean, a lot of them are long line. So it's the out. Yes. Well, I, you know, in a different shirt, it would be totally out. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so this is the thing is I probably don't wear, sh- I don't wear shirts. So maybe that's it. But I have this much of my belly out, the smallest sliver because the bra is a long line bra. So it goes just to just above my belly button. And then I'll have on shorts or I had on sweatpants. Yes, that day I had sweat shorts on. So the shorts like I had a like has a layer underneath actual running shorts. So, you know, basically just from about the top of my thigh to my, you know, of my legs are out. And I was like, what? So it, again, respectability politics in her. I'm not being respectable. I'm being skimpy. And I can't, under, and my sister-in-law is black. So I wasn't sure whether it was I, that I'm black because, you know, I, I see these white women wearing active wear as fashion all the time. And nobody goes up to them saying they're skimpy clothes. And, or is it because I'm old? So is it ageism? I kind of feel like it's probably ageism. I mean, it can't be because I'm black for my sister-in-law, but like I did. Well, know I don't know. It around. could be. It could. I actually think it could be, but not out of a race thing, but sort of out of a protective thing, like in a out sense of, of black yeah. women, you need to be like, you need to be different. You need to hold yourselves cool. higher because people are going to be judging yeah. you. So don't go out there looking like that. It could be like a, in a misguided sense of, of trying to protect you. The, no, she's not you know trying to protect me. No. She is a fucking bitch. But um, <laughs> he's not trying uh, to protect me. I think, if, if anything, that it, it would be maybe more like a little bit of jealousy. But well, I I'm just, sure. Like I also, I find that most, you know, if you talk about shadow work, that concept of yes. every time you're bothered by somebody else and you're judging somebody, yes. usually it's coming from a place of you're dis- you're uncomfortable with something in your own life or you were shamed for what that person is doing. So you're continuing this level of shame. I've been working on some of that stuff, but yes. Yeah. Like I definitely have a lot of shadow work that I do in that sense. So it could be pieces of that, but I mean, I think that, you know, if you look, can I ask how much older is she our age? No, she's um, way younger. She's young. Um, she's, Younger than Shane. Do you think it's coastal? Because part of sometimes what I find is that, you know, I look at pictures of my friends from high school or college that stayed on the East Coast or in the Midwest, and they look kind of, they look in their 50s where I'm not, I mean, and I haven't done any work to myself. I mean, I'm very lucky and haven't grade, 
But I do tend to look younger. I always laugh. I was like, because I don't have children. But the thing is, there a sense that we're we're more youthful just because we can be outdoorsy. We work out year long, just like L.A. life a little bit. So do you think that's maybe a, a difference that she's sort of like people over 50 don't dress like you, at least where she lives? That may be it. So that may be it. I mean, even in L.A., you don't really see a lot of women over 50 just going around in a sports bra and shorts. Well, but, I don't know if that's true. Like, I, I got to say, I don't tend to hike Runyon Canyon very often. But when I'm out on the west side, I completely see women I our mean, age. And they naked. look great. You know what I mean? They're wearing it because it's friggin' 95 degrees out and you're hiking. You're going to be in a sports bra and like athletic shorts. I mean, it's but how does this tie for sisterhood to you? Because I have my own. It's funny that you're talking about this and I'm thinking about reverse ageism. I see I did actually have this experience today, like walking to the gym and I'm going earlier in the morning. So I'm like rolling out of bed and going. And I do see somebody who is young and completely in like a onesie outfit. And I did my first thing, like, you know, like I see it and I'm like, damn, man, she looks good, <laughs> you know, and I'm like just admiring youth, you know, that's mm -hmm. amazing. But then the minute I kind of missed, I was like, but do I really need to see all that at 730 in the morning? Do I need, you know, I was like, I was sort of thinking back to the 80s when I would wear, I would go to exercise in oversized boxers, you know, men's boxers. Yeah. And I would maybe wear bike shorts underneath, but oversized men's boxers. And then I probably would have a crop top on, but it was like crop tops, even in the eighties were long, you know? And so the idea was like, you know, but I covered a lot more of myself and I was like, I did have this minute. I was like, do we always need to see everything like all the time? It makes me a little sad. But why does it make you sad? Because it makes me feel like what else why do women still feel the need that skimpy like for me i just question not i don't care do whatever you want to do i just have this moment where i think is it because you really want to be skimpy i and i'm not or is it because there's pressure to be considered sexy or whatever and let me add this. So my sister who has a middle school child, my sister is so triggered by what she's seeing these middle school kids do. Interesting. I just sort of feel like, are they doing it really? Because I know you're doing it is look at me like fuck the world. And I actually think more women over 50 should do that. But I really think that women in their twenties are often not that they don't have that self-esteem yet. So I'm sort of always, are you really dressing from within or are you really dressing for the outside validation of your body? And I worry about that for these women because that's not feminism. I'm all for sisterhood, but that is not. And I see it happening. And this is my niece's friends are in middle school on TikTok doing the dances, but sexy posing. And then all the comments are like, girl, you look so hot. You're so beautiful. You're so sexy. And my sisters, seriously, they're 13. And that's how they want to be validated. Like, that's the game they're playing. And it's horrible to see my niece, who doesn't care about that stuff, kind of all of a sudden, like, 
not being popular or being worried about mean girls. And I was like, that's so sad. That still sexiness is something that women need to aspire to. Right. Where men are just like, I just want to be the best player on the team. I just want to be the smartest in the class. I mean, that sucks. Yeah, but this has been that thing for women all along. This is where I feel like sisterhood comes into play. Right. This is part and this is where the respectability politics meets sisterhood. So I personally, if I saw a person in a cat suit, regardless of whether they look good or not, the fact that they wanted to go outside in that regardless is like good on you. Plus, let's be honest. When it comes to active wear for women, there is very little that isn't deemed sexy. Do you know what I mean? Very little. You cannot find active wear that doesn't seem sexy in some kind of way. It just, I, and, and believe me, I have tried to find the most basic active wear that I can find just for when I'm like, now traveling and going to a gym where I don't know anybody, right. but there's just very little, there's just very little on the market. Right. And then there's also the thing is when you're wearing active wear and you're going to the gym, part of, if you are one of those types of people, and a lot of women are part of what they wear makes them feel good about getting up to go to the gym. Yeah. And like, if you're wearing something that makes you feel happy enough to get up and do it, because let's be honest, going to the gym all the time, if you are not an athlete is hard enough. So you buy this, right? Buy this catsuit and you're like, Ooh, I'm gonna wear this. I'm going to wear this catsuit and I'm going to go to the gym and they go. So I think that's a win-win. And as a, in the sisterhood sense, I'd be like, girl, I see you. You're wearing the suit. You look good. Regardless of why you did, you look good. You got yourself up. You got yourself out. You got to the gym. It's I mean, 2021. End, that's why I would never say anything. These are things I wonder about. I'm sort of opening up. I know. People. I'm not like I don't actually even strongly have an opinion one way or the other. But these are the things I wonder about. Because I still think it's really sad. You're saying we've been doing this forever. I was like, yeah, and it still makes me really sad that women are still in this space. I mean, it really bothers me when I see women focus so much on selfies. And when I see women over 40 doing the selfie thing and my friends over, I have friends over 40 who are obsessed with it and do it all the time. And I've told them it makes me uncomfortable because I think you're doing it for validation. It makes me call into it to question your self-esteem. And one of my new year's resolutions is I'm kind of stripping myself of people who are super insecure about themselves. Like I'm over 50. I tend to attract people who need help. And the idea is I, I want friends who are equals and so I don't want to. You're an empath. Yeah. And, and I'm a teacher. So I already help all these students. I was like, I want my friends to be people I can lean on. And I've. And so the thing is, when I see the constant approve me, I, it turns me off of the person, actually. Sometimes selfies aren't about seeking approval. Sometimes selfies are about I feel good in this moment and I'm 
going to put it out there. It's not always about that. You know what it really, but you know what, Langham, men don't do it. So I got to tell you, like, where yeah, is the gender divide? The, but why do women need to do that? And I'm not talking about everyone. And that's not true. Men do do it. Thirst traps are because of men. They're not a female thing. A thirst trap is because of men. If you go on to TikTok, there is a whole section of men who just post sexy selfies. Or That's sexy videos of them humping the walls. I mean, it's fine. I mean, we're going to do whatever they're going to want to do. But I am going to let you know, like people out there, if they want to be friends with me, I'm fine with. I just posted an old costume picture of myself. Like, so I was like, I get it. Like it is. But if it's like a regular thing, I, I think it's out of insecurity. And the psychology backs me up on that. And I think actually... I'm not going to do performative sisterhood. So you're going to talk about sisterhood, but I'm yes. done with performative sisterhood. Either I like well, that's bullshit. Tell me what is that? Performative sisterhood is, is me liking everything that every woman does because yay sisterhood. If I think what you're doing is stupid, I'm actually going to tell you. And that's actually better that's better that's but but that is sisterhood though, Alex. Is I don't think everybody would agree with you on that, but sure. I think sisterhood would be if my sister-in-law had said to me, when she picked me up from the hotel, would you have put on a little bit more clothes? Because maybe I don't, maybe you're wearing something skimpy. Do you know what I mean? Like sisterhood would have made well, me. Well, that would have been policing her. you. I don't know how that would have been. Well, maybe if she, she would not police me, but at least putting it out there that she didn't feel comfortable with the way I was dressed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Feeling comfortable enough to be even able to say to me that is sisterhood. If I was to go and hang out with you and you were like, Lenya, can you just put on a like a bra or something? Because I'm not comfortable with that. Yeah. You know, and we're hanging out together. You know, our sisterhood would make me go back inside and put on something that would make you feel comfortable because we're hanging out today. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I guess like, I guess for me, I wouldn't if I were hanging out, I guess family's weird, but I guess like different than friends. But I guess for me, that would then reflect on to me if it bothered me so much, I would have to that shadow work. Like, why is it bothering me so much? Get over your own self. Do you know what I mean? The same with the selfies, though. Why is it bothering you so much? No, I don't like the thing is for me. I do think selfies and I'm not talking about random selfies every once in a while. Like you're out somewhere and you're like, hey, like I'm in Italy. Like I took a selfie of myself. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people who are like it's constant, like every day. It's look at my body, look at my face and I'm going to count the likes. I think that is the sign of an insecure person. And for me, that's that that does affect the friendship, because then for me, I'm like, I you know, you're a needy person and I can't be friends with as many needy people as I used to be. I don't have time for it. So for me, it's a red flag. It doesn't like I'm not. It's a red flag that I'm like that. This is kind of sad. And is it shadow? The shadow work on that might be that I still have insecurities that I need to work through. And but the thing is, is like I'm trying after 50, I think women really need to like sort of shed what feels toxic and what feels like weighs them down in their own evolution. And so for me, I'm getting a little more selfish and I'm like hanging out with people who are that insecure is weighing me down. And I'm kind of done with that.
And so for me, I do. That's my choice. But I find like, it's not about the 20 year olds who are doing it. I kind of expect you to do it in your 20s. Like I, but I do expect you to grow out of it. So I have a, a former student who is beautiful and she did it all the time in her 20s. She's now in her 30s. She's in a long term relationship. But I swear to God, like her story, she's, you know, preening in a bikini. And like acting sexy in a camera for the camera, she's not like just enjoying her life and she's not an influencer. So I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Really? Like it's and I guess I could I am sort of starting to be like, you know what? I used to really enjoy watching you in your 20s do this. And I'm like, but to see no evolution in her over like the five years I've known her, that makes me sad for her. Like, I'll still brunch with her, but it makes me a little sad that there's no change. So what's the conversation like? Is it vacuous or is it like the brunch when you're in her presence? Is it different? Because people put a persona online and it's not necessarily the persona that they have. You know, they only want you to see no, the best. I, 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 absolutely. But that makes me sad, too. Right. So but that's real life. I mean, we have a perfectly normal conversation when we see each other, which is why I'm still friendly with her. But. You know, when she pushes to be closer friends, like she's like, we should do more together. I'm like, nah. you know what I mean? Like the once a, the once a quarter brunch really is fine because I do think that somebody who has a value that they need to be that exposed on social media for likes. That's a part of her personality that I don't really want to get to know. So I don't need a closer friendship with her where we are right now works. So what if you did it as a story where you don't get likes, you just, it's a story and it disappears in 24 hours. You know how those, how they have Instagram stories. Like I only post my little selfies right. now on Instagram stories because they're gone in 24 hours. I, and and I think that kind of works. I mean, but again, like I just always then have to ask the question, are you really enjoying your life or are you doing it for proving a point? I just have to ask, why are you doing it? And Sponsorship dollars. I'm doing it for the sponsorship dollars. That's different. Like, again, notice I said, and she's not an influencer. If I thought she was an influencer and she's doing this because, I mean, she is beautiful and smart and she could be like, yeah, make money or influencing this or I'm selling this. That would be different. There's something that strikes me as sad that it strikes me as sad. There's something sad there. And I, I have empathy for it and I'm friendly with the person, but I do think that it is a sign of sadness. That's what it is like. And if you're acting like a 15 year old girl still at 35, I'm sorry, do a little inner work and do it. I'm totally cool with it. But again, I'm kind of trying to also not surround myself with people who are broken, needy, tired struggling because I find that in my life, I have been a coach to many of my friends. And now I look at my friends and I'm like, no, I have all friends of equals, which makes me strive higher. higher, Right. And so, and I think I spent a lot of my thirties, no offense to my friends, you know, but a lot of my more acquaintance friends, not my close friends, like I, I definitely spent helping out of their low self-esteem problems. And then those friendships always burned. Do you know what I mean? Because they eventually they were like, 
there would be a fight and I would have wronged them, you know, in some way. And now I'm just like, you know what? I see it as a red flag. I see it and I see it as, yeah, I see it as vacuous. I do. I just do. And I don't have time for that. Now, I'm not even talking about somebody who's really into fashion, who is going to be like, look at this new outfit, because that's different, too. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's different, too, because that's no. My hobby is fashion. This is what I'm showing. Like, I'm doing this. That actually also has a purpose. So there's a lot of exceptions to my rule of thumb. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it's I think it's coming off judgier than I mean it to be. But I do feel that with sisterhood, it's still Sad. I'm very impressed by the law students I've been teaching because they seem less engaged with that bullshit. Do you know what I mean? Like they really are. And it makes me very excited for young women today who seem to be pushing past that. Do you think 2020 had a lot to do with the way women are redefining themselves and the way they think about themselves as a woman, like so many interesting conversations began around womanhood in 2020 with the soccer team, the U.S. soccer team demanding equal pay and, you know, winning the championship, beating like beating out the way the viewership with the men and with all the conversations around mental health, with all the conversations about women having to take on so much of the burden of the pandemic. You know, do you think that part of pushing forward through 2021 and women seeing themselves in a, in a more elevated position in society has to do with all of that. Because I felt like 2020 really changed the way we think about womanhood. And it also changed the way men talk about it. You have those men who actually railed against it. There's this guy on TikTok who's being dragged at the moment for his really archaic views. And I'm like, every time I see a video dragging him, I'm like clapping. But then there's also all of a sudden, I see a lot more men more vocal about the women in their lives and the way they support them and the way they show up for them and the way how they feel. Women are the foundation of of the world. And if we had more females in power, we might be in a different position. I've actually seen a lot of narrative around that lately, which makes it very interesting. Like a lot of these women that are in politics right now, they're really pushing this persona of being so strong that I worry about sometimes. I worry that sometimes we're being strong and that is not necessarily a good thing as well. We want to be able to show that we are well-rounded, that we can be strong, but we can also have emotions. And that's why we are better suited for leadership positions. I agree. So I think it's I think it's 2020, but I also think it's the Me Too movement that's sort of starting to round yeah. out. Like there was a backlash. I think it went really, I do think it went too far only because I believe in due process. So I felt bad like that there wasn't due process for some of the stuff that was going on. But generally, I think it's sort of it righted itself. And we have sort of new standards of language. Now, there is empowerment in that movement still the election of getting Trump out. Yep. And then I think the pandemic, I do think and then realizing even just front lines, like realizing I mean, the majority of nurses are women. So really seeing how many of our frontline health workers were women. I also think there was relief in, I got to say, and this goes back to actually the earlier thing. I think Zoom life has also relaxed women in the Mm -hmm. sense of they don't need to feel like they need to be dressed a certain way or whatever. Like they were actually just dressed and being considered like 
this, you know what I mean? Like brain first, like actually it must, there must, I can't even imagine how much less sexual harassment happened yeah. over 2020, just because there probably still stuff that happened because anything could happen on zoom too. But I had to say like those really uncomfortable moments, person to person moments, they've all been, they were all eliminated at least for a year. And I think that might've empowered women too. And I think people are exploring what sisterhood really means to people. Like how do women help each other rise up? I mean, I know I struggle with sisterhood when you say sisterhood and I get worried about performative sisterhood because I really believe in it. But I have to say the only time I've ever been tone policed is by other women. Yeah. And I'm very sensitive to that. No man has ever accused me of being too assertive or aggressive or harsh. Only been women who have done that. And I react to that, you know, because I'm like, you wouldn't say that to a man. You're saying that to me as a woman and it's a woman policing a woman. That's interesting, Alex, because as a black woman, I get told I'm aggressive by men and women. Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) yeah, I'm aggressive. I'm, I'm too much. And so there's this like meme going around. And when the next time somebody tells you that you're too much, ask them, well, are you too basic? And so I'm going to start saying that. I like that. I mean, I haven't been tone policed in about six or seven months, (laughs) but I mean, but I've been tone policed at work and that's been by women. And it's been by women in power and it irks the shit out of me. And I don't like those people. So it's easy to, I just was like, whatever. And I have pointed it out. You know what I mean? I've always pointed out the gendered nature because I can be both, right? Because I have been tone policed by men in the, in like being told to calm down. That happens all the time to me. So I get it. I feel like I get it from both true sisterhood like how does sisterhood differ than feeling like women or friends or acquaintances like how are you defining it when you think it's sisterhood well i mean it's different obviously for for family for friends and for people i don't necessarily know but who i want to see thrive right i want to see all women thrive i do too i don't care I want to see all women thrive. So when I see a woman, especially a black woman and uh, an Asian woman, a Native American woman, a, a woman in the POC community, when I see them thriving and being comfortable to put themselves out there thriving, because that's a whole other thing. Yeah. And, you know, and I might not know them, but if I see them out there doing their thing and being happy about it, I'm going to like it. I might even if I really feel strongly about how happy I am for them, I'll comment so that it also engages with their algorithms. I love how you're talking about this in terms of social media, but go ahead. <laughs> because I, mean, I don't I see anybody. No, I, get it. I don't see anybody. I mean, you know, I think the only time, the only people I saw you for one coffee and I see my friend Isabel once a week. That's it. I don't really see my friends too much. When I see my friend Christy every now and again, and I see my friend Debbie, but that's because we work together. But I'm just saying as far as friends and family are a little different. No, I agree. With sisterhood, I'm going to tell you, you got something between your teeth. I'm going to tell, I'm going to, but I'm not going to oh. tell, not you. <laughs> in, I'm, I'm not in general, you know what yeah. I mean? Like true sisterhood means I will never let you walk outside not looking your absolute best. I will never, ever let you talk bad about yourself to me. I will always be there with my two hands like this, 
to give you the lift up whenever you need it. So that to me is the sisterhood between friends and family. But for like online and social media, I'm going to do my best to help promote the algorithm to promote you and to help you further who you where you want to be. Yeah. I mean, I think that's interesting. Like I'll mentor anybody who finds me, but it, it tends to be mostly women who I've mentored over the course of now 20 years of teaching. But even now, like I'm meeting, I had the Zoom coffee last week with a student who actually transferred to St. John's and she's in New York. And I just introduced her to two other people who are in New York who went to the law school where I teach. And as part of the sisterhood, I'm part of the fabric that wants her to rise. And if I can help her rise in any way, like I'm going to help her do that. And I believe in that kind of sisterhood. And, but I have to say, if a man found me and, and asked for mentorship, I wouldn't hide from it, but it just tends to be very easy. Let's all rise. And I agree that on social media, even I do, interestingly enough, if I see that somebody is promoting something or thinking, doing something that's thinking, I will promote, or, like I will like, or I will comment. And what you'll laugh about is when I see just another person saying, I got engaged, you know, it's the most important thing that ever happened to me. I don't tend to like that stuff. Like I tend to, you know what I mean? Like I, like, I will like, like the first time I'll write congratulations. Cause it's great. But I sort of, I'm like, you don't, and this was like, my dad didn't understand this either. Like when Eric and I did get married, I didn't invite him and I didn't invite parents to the wedding. And cause we did it in the backyard, eight people, whatever. But the idea was, I was like, it's just nothing like it's personal to us. And mm-hmm. when I graduated with my master's in creative writing, like I invited people I wanted. And I was like, well, I worked for this. I didn't work to have a party to celebrate my, I mean, you work at a relationship, but it's not the same, like celebrating the love. I think it's important, but it isn't the same, like where I was like, I want people to celebrate and recognize like how hard I worked for this. There is that thing. So I always like, again, the feminist in me is, you know, we celebrate all this stuff where you didn't do any work, but I don't see these same women saying, I want both. I want to raise both. Like the day you get married, I want to celebrate it. I want to be happy for you. But I also want to celebrate your year anniversary at your job or you're getting the job of your dreams. Like they're like, let's, let's celebrate your striving basically. So I do tend to raise sisterhood in my way of, yeah, like you're, manifesting your dreams. I'm going to like that. I'm going to comment on that. I'm going to help you. I want to help you get your dreams. So I tend to do that too, because I want everybody to feel empowered that way. Well, I do too. So in the black community or, or any person of color community, when we're doing well and we post about it. So let's say I decide I'm going to get a doctorate in something or, and I post right. about it. The comments that will come at me, if I were one of those people that was big enough to get these kind of comments, though lately, weirdly enough, I'm starting to get um, these weird comments on my um, social media, which is upsetting me, but whatever. The comments aren't going to necessarily always be positive. They're going to be, I'm bragging. They're going to be, so what? They're going to be like, well, why are you posting this? Or it may be even blatantly racist. 
or it will be blatantly sexist or, you know what I mean? Like it's not, and it, and then the, and it's not just from women, it's from the in, men and women combined. Right. So that is why I am especially sensitive when I see someone in the community that posts something that may not necessarily be on brand, but it is posting something for themselves, putting themselves out there in a way where they're celebrating themselves in any kind of way. Let's say they, you know, decided to do a nude photo shoot and they're really embracing the fact that they're feeling comfortable in their body, but it's not on brand. I'm going to comment and be happy for them because they're showing up for themselves, knowing that the rest of the world is going to go after them. That makes me really sad. So that, so when I think of performative sisterhood, I'm wondering if it's performative that I'm going to comment, but then I'm thinking about how hard it is for a black person or any person. I keep saying that any person of color, that any person that's non-white who presents themselves in the world in any kind of way, not the way the, the world perceives a person of, in that place to be. Right. I feel like regardless Is it performative that I'm going to definitely like it just because I know how hard that is? Like it, I'm going to comment, I'm going to maybe share it because I I know that's I don't think that's performative because I think that's actually in the world of social media. That's what social media is supposed to do. So I don't think that's performative at all. I find it performative when when I'm put in a position and I'll do it because you want to get along say I'm with several acquaintances or a group of women and they say something and everybody's like, go girl. And I'm like, that's stupid. But I don't say that's stupid. I'm like, go girl. That is performative sisterhood, but that's also just going on to get along. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to, not everything needs to be a big conversation or anything. Like sometimes you're just like, all right, whatever. I mean, but it's interesting about your comment about like how black women or or women of color sort of expect that they're going to be judged poorly or get knocked down or something. It's interesting how or that attacked. makes or attacked because it's interesting when I have meetings with that are potentially mentoring meetings with women of color, students of color. I do feel a resistance. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like they are just waiting for me to say something that's shitty. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it is like the guard. And then what sucks is then I'm in this position to be a little obsequious to try to get through the guard or the armor. And then I'm not really being me because then it's this is this is always where I think white people struggle because I want to be like saying to that, that black woman, no, I'm one of the good people. I'm one of the good white people. Like you can chill, you know? And then, uh, but I can't say that would be like so shitty, but it is sort of what white people think though. Do you know what I mean? You want to be able to say like, you don't need that armor around me. I can help you. Well, I have advice for that. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I I mean, I can, I, what I do is I was like, proof is in the pudding. I just do the work. That's exactly what I do. I was like, eventually this person will either come around and be themselves with me or they won't, but I'm just going to do the work. Like I'll proof is in the pudding. Yeah. Right. It's just called bringing the receipts. Okay. Bringing the receipts. You have the receipts, so you don't have to, you just be yourself 
and you keep on, you know, just being yourself and helping them in the manner in which you would help anyone. And eventually the wall will come down. But I feel like people who think that I'm supposed to put down the wall because you told me that you're a nice white person. Those are the type of people that I'm especially going to have the wall up all the time. Right. Anytime I see any person that's not white, put something out there knowing that there is a chance that they will get backlash and and bracing themselves for it. I want to be there to support that they don't need to worry about that. I think that's totally true. And on a general thing, we can draw color lines and say that's what we're going to do. But I would say thinking as a creative, we really want to protect artists for the same reason, right? Like artists put stuff out there and they're like open to they're opening themselves up for ridicule or judgment or harshness. And I want to be able to raise, raise those people too. So I do think it's a transferable skill set. Do, do you understand like of sort of letting yeah. people rise? Because I think it does apply across the board to, to just anybody, any person of color doing mm-hmm. something. But I also think that anybody who's doing something that puts them in a vulnerable position, you want to make sure that you're helping raise them. Yes. So let's do this side by side. Let's say I put up a photo of myself having a glass of wine with a, in a vineyard and another a white person puts up a photo of themselves putting having the same glass of wine in the same vineyard. Right. I can put hashtag celebrating life, hashtag having best time of my life, hashtag this. And then I can be have comments underneath my post as oh look at this bougie girl, you know, out here trying to pretend like she knows what she's talking about. I can have comments. I mean, and these are comments that have happened, you know, so this is not like I'm just thinking outside or who cares that you're having a glass of wine or right, but um, women will get, but I mean, anybody, but I'm just saying like, that the white person will just get a million likes. Like, that's and, not you know, true. that's can, not true. Know? That is not but, true. I mean, you can look, true. that's not true. If you see any woman putting themselves out there as like a psalm, right? Because there aren't a lot of female psalms, like generally. So you, you do that. They're going to get psalms. attacked. I'm not even talking about that. But I, I just don't think- I think I'm just talking about a random- No, but I'm, I'm actually being quite serious that this is how it happens. This happens all the time. This is why there's a whole trend on TikTok about with Black women saying that it's high time for them to be able to be on any app where they're just sitting there being themselves and get a million views a white person would and it has and there are so many studies where the same person will put the same per- picture up white and black and the white person gets a lot more views so i'm just saying the the okay but the, all right now i'm going to have to say it like this is but i'm going to have to say it if you're actually and this is just the hard reality right so i agree with that but What's happening right now in cultures is multiculturalism means it's my culture. You can't appropriate it. You can't do this. And, you know, it's our culture and I want something. And that's cool. But I've got to say, Black people only make up 13% of the population in the United States. And so if you're talking about a Black person who is saying, I want my culture, don't appropriate, don't do anything, If you want a million likes, you're going to have to come out to the white community and the white people are going to have to like your stuff. And the idea is right now, I think that's harder to do because right now I feel like I walk on eggshells and I'm an anti-racist and I still feel like I walk on eggshells. 
So the idea is like, what is a person who just considers themselves colorblind is actually doing? It's very dangerous out there. I think it's just the statistics are more complicated than you're than you think they are. I know. Well, why is it that I can't get I, if I'm having exactly the same glass of wine in exactly the same vineyard? Why am I open up to negativity in that manner? And the other person isn't. Why is it okay for somebody to attack my hair? Oh, it's not okay at all. That's absolutely true. That for but, sure. But that's what I and I get that. And then the thing is, that's racism and that's shitty. But like, that's different than you saying, "Why am I only getting? Why is a black person drinking a glass of wine only getting five thousand likes, and a white person drinking a glass of wine might get ten thousand likes?" It's, you know, partly it's because white people aren't looking at the black person drinking. And you can say that's because of racism. But I would actually say some of that is because of the the identity politics that minority groups are really playing into. Because basically, if I have to walk on eggshells, which is maybe where we need to be right now, you know, when I'm in my bed scrolling and liking shit, then I don't want to I don't want to think about politics when I'm scrolling and liking shit. I, I mean, I'm not saying me, but I'm saying that might be the average person. And you have to everything has a shadow. And so that's the shadow side to what's happening right now. And the idea is that there are just more you can hate it. And globally, this isn't true. So maybe this will change. But in the United States, you know, we're talking about minority groups, at least for right now. Bringing it back to sisterhood as the black person, I'm going to like the person, the black person drinking the wine glass and know, and I'm going to make a nice comment because I know that this is what she's put herself out there and She's subject. She might be subjected to some negativity. Absolutely. And I think that's important. And I would do that, too, for a black person doing that, although I feel like I could turn around and bite me in the ass and say, oh, you're being performative, Alex. You're just well, liking this think- because you want to be seen liking a black person doing something. No, but, but nobody we're living in that world where that happens, though, Lenya. We're I living know, in a world where life. that happens now. That's. You can't, you know what I mean? That's the world we're living in. Do people see your likes? Do people see? Oh, I don't. I, it could, people see who likes what. So you have no idea what's going to open you up. People, you can find out who likes what on Instagram and find out who liked it and go through it all. And there are some people crazy enough to count that. I'm not saying it's happened to me, but I'm do say like we're living in a world where. There are a lot of changing rules, which I I think is necessary, but there's a lot of unsteady ground like terra firma doesn't exist. Like it's shifting and you can get accused of being performative just by trying to be nice. You could get accused of being a racist if you're not actively anti-racist and the line between appreciation and appropriation is ever changing. And so Mm -hmm. it's very tough. And this is something that has stuck with me from a diversity training that happened at the school a while ago, where this person who was white actually brought up to the diversity trainer, you know, we're doing all this and it's really good, but don't you think people are going to just feel safe then just in their backyards and not continue to try to make overtures or to try to mix? And 
the diversity trainer didn't have a good answer to that. She actually really shamed him, which really made me angry because I think it's a valid question. You know what I mean? So it goes back to our conversation a year ago. Who do you invite to the barbecue? And the idea is if you're always nervous about you don't want to offend anyone, you know, so in all your, you could be so well-intentioned, but you're like, it's Sunday. I don't want to have to think twice about things. I don't want to offend anybody. So I'm just going to invite my own kind, whatever that would be to my backyard, whether it be black people having people over Hispanic people, having people over white people, having people over like it's, and that's, what's sad. Only engineers coming over. Yeah, only doctors coming that's over. Totally true. Only- that's totally true. Yeah. But we're living in a world where that makes me sad. We're in a world where nobody gets the benefit of the doubt anymore. And that makes me sad. So we have sisterhood, but we don't have sisterhood because even while you're talking, you're sort of saying, you know, white women, this white women, this. So you're not raising all sisterhood. You're just talking about black women or people of color. But you haven't included white women in your sisterhood the way you're. No, not in this. Not in this conversation. But that's bad. Right. Because like I will still, though, like a white woman's photo who's putting themselves out there in a way that's off brand, because I know that they're also going to get backlash. So, but my conversation around sisterhood in this instance was about the fact that black women putting themselves out there don't get the recognition that people don't understand that putting yourself out as a person, a non-white person in any kind of manner opens yourself up to a lot of negativity. And so in the sisterhood, I want to make sure they understand that I, I acknowledge that they're putting themselves out there. But I acknowledge that across the sisterhood with all races. This is why we talked about this last week. This is like you put yourself out there. You're going to get creeps. That has nothing to do with race. That just has to do with a crazy person attacking people. Like that has nothing to do with race. You could. Yes. That's just being that's just putting yourself out there. But that's what I'm saying. When you put yourself out there, then part of the sisterhood is me knowing that and me acknowledging that you did that. And I'm going to make sure that. Right. But white people. White women need to be included in that. Very true. All women need to be included in that. Not just and not just women and all people who identify as women, transgendered women, all women need to be in that category. Absolutely. Not even dealing with just race. We need to just open it up to that as well, because I do find that's another category in which, you know, they're not allowed to be themselves without opening themselves up to some crazy hate. And so in the sisterhood, again, I will make sure I like, comment, subscribe, whatever I need to do to raise that person's profile. Because yes, you're right. I did not include white women. My bad. Don't come for me in the comments, people. Because you know, if you know me, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're white, black, orange, or purple, if you're a woman, In any sense of the word, I am here for you. Now, if you're a man, forget it. (laughs) And with that, we're going to end today. We've been going (laughs) for a while. So all the men, please don't hate us either. But we love you. (laughs) Listen to us, Women Bridging the Gap. Find us anywhere um, on our podcast. Find us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook. Oh, 
And I apologize to all our Instagram fans and, and Facebook fans that I did not upload a trailer for last week's episode. I have been traveling. I'm having family issues. I will back post everything that needs to be done. I appreciate her doing that. But you can always find us at womenbridgingthegap.com. And you can always email us if you have ideas for shows. Next season, we'll probably bring back on some guests. So if you have any ideas for guests, you can always let us know. Or if you want to come on and chat with us, we're happy for that too. So we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.